with my art and music often it's like when you know you just know like oh this is gonna be a single or this is gonna be the cover art hi everyone welcome to making ways podcast in our new season we're bringing together bands and the artists they work with for a conversation about creativity and collaboration I'm your host, Rob Goodman, a longtime music lover and illustrator for bands, venues, and record labels. I'm obsessed with the way music and visual art can combine to make something that is so much larger than the sum of its parts. In this season of the show, I've selected bands that have a longstanding creative relationship with their visual artist counterparts. And in today's episode, I'm joined by Hazel English discussing her latest album, Wake Up, along with her bandmate and album designer, David Vieira. I've been a fan of Hazel English's music since I saw her open up for Town Nguyen several years ago in a winery barn in Sonoma, California. Hazel's music is ethereal, with lovelorn lyrics that shine and buzz with 1960s vibes. On her debut album, Hazel's sound evolves into high definition, with a soundscape that shimmers, bounces, and most definitely shakes. Her rich, warm vocals are front and center on a set of songs that are unforgettable. For the album artwork, Hazel worked with bandmate, designer, and illustrator David Vieira to capture that modern 60s vibe of the record. David used collage to juxtapose 1960s cutout imagery around Hazel's lyrics. He designed a hypnotic eye illustration and created a beautiful gateway package and several limited edition record designs for vinyl formats too. His work surrounds a bold, colorful photograph of Hazel English used for the cover and shot by Janelle Shirtcliffe. In this interview, I chat with Hazel and David about working together on the album, how the package came together, and Hazel's process for songwriting. You'll hear about the themes behind Wake Up and David's approach to the handcrafted design elements he brought to the album's packaging. We kicked things off as I asked Hazel about how she and David initially met and connected creatively. Let's get started. We met about seven years ago at my friend's place. My friend Sasha, who I used to live with for a little while when I lived in the Bay. Actually, I like moved around quite a bit when I lived in the Bay. So at one point I moved in with her in Berkeley and we shared like a tiny studio apartment, which was fun. But yeah, that's how I met Dave. They were friends. Yeah, I knew Sasha. She was dating the drummer in my previous band. What was the name of that band? It's called Coast Jumper. Okay. I like the name. This is a band camp page up. I don't know if it's on Spotify, but yeah. Nice. And how quickly did you all connect over music and art and friendship? Like what's happened over those seven years leading up to Dave, you working on this record and Hazel, you bringing Dave in on this creatively? Well, I, I joined the live band pretty much for the first show. It was kind of like a hectic first show. It's that Great American Music Hall, actually. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And you're kind of blind, so like, oh, wow, I need a band for this. Yeah. And I was uh, like, I would play guitar. Yeah. <laughs> we were opening for craft spells, and I was like, oh, this is this is like a legit show. Like, we need to get a shit together. <laughs> yeah. We hadn't played any shows before that, and so we just kind of, like, put together a band and, like, rehearsed a bunch a few weeks before the show. But, Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's amazing to play your first gig at Great American Music Hall. Like, yeah. And that's one of my favorite venues anywhere. It's such a beautiful room. Yeah, so that's how I got involved with the band. And I've been kind of creatively involved, like working on demos or playing on the record. And for this 
record, Hazel wanted me to design it, at least the, the layout and the, the back cover. The front cover is a photograph that I didn't take, but she could talk about that. And it was a lot of fun to work on. I'm really glad I got to, because I, I try and do like some graphic design illustration on the side. Yeah. So how long have you been a designer and working on graphic design? I spotted some of your illustrations online, which are also really beautiful. Do you approach creativity from more of a musician standpoint or visual designer? Or have you always done both? It's interesting. I, I started like in must have been like middle school, elementary school, you know, just like always drawing. I remember giving my friends drawings of like Pokemon and stuff. And they were like <laughs> really pumped about it. So I was like just dealing drawings of Pokemon and that's awesome. Yeah. And I I kind of just like kept with it, kind of just like as a hobby. But when I moved to California, I started doing it more seriously. And I like, you know, started an Instagram page, did more illustration work. And I've had some other friends' bands that have asked me to design covers or posters, stuff like that. So nothing too professional, just like when a friend needs help, I'll do it. Yeah. This is probably the biggest job I've gotten. It took a while and it's probably the most high profile release with my artwork on it. So pretty excited about it. Before now, it's been pretty much like a side gig kind of thing. Yeah, it came out beautifully. Hazel, how much of the vision for the visuals of the record did you have in your head during the making of it? Or how much was it just handing over to Dave the music that you all had been working on together and letting him run wild? And when did photography and creative direction there come into play? Well, Dave has kind of like witnessed the whole project from start to finish. So he's seen the journey, which has been helpful because he kind of already knew what the vibe was. But I had a few different ideas for what I wanted, like potential directions that could have gone in. And I was just kind of like seeing what worked. And I did a photo shoot with Janelle Shirtcliffe, who took this photo. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, this is it. You know, this has to be the cover. And we actually, like, try to work on some layouts for, like, making the cover look, like, really, like, one of those 60s girl group records with, like, text and, like, funky layout or whatever. But in the end, I thought the cropped image was just so striking so we thought we'd make like the back have more of like a graphic design like a psychedelic psychedelic style but yeah it was just kind of like playing around with ideas and seeing what worked and then in terms of the inside i had been collecting a lot of collage pieces i i love to do collage And often I'll just find clippings or like I'll scan in a lot of stuff in my computer and just I'll just amass tons and tons of images. And I'm like, I'll figure out what to do with that later, you know. And so I had all these images. And so I said to Dave, I really want like a collage spread on the inside. I have all these images already kind of scanned. But, you know, Dave went in and like cleaned them all up and like, he digitally went in and cropped, like... Yeah, it's, there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of effort Photoshop pen tool. Wow. It's amazing, because, like, when I try and do that, it looks so bad. Like, it just, <laughs> it's just, like, you know, you can tell that I'm amateur at it, but Dave is really good at making it real clean, and just, like, he just saw... I mean, I couldn't have done this, you know? I couldn't have 
seen the vision to, to how to place everything in. It yeah. just all works so well together. Yeah, it's so thoughtfully composed, the collage. Like there's enough of it in spots where it has a lot of weight to it. And then there's space where you can kind of go into the detail and it frames the lyrics so beautifully. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I just wanted to make it like fun. It definitely has this like 60s, like a mash of like 60s culture all and like one nice spread of like car commercial imagery and like people dancing and like wacky like commercial like uh, ads for food products and stuff. A housewife with a refrigerator. <laughs> it's like funny, <laughs> funny stuff. And my kind of like aim was to have people look at it and just like see something new every time. Right. There's a lot of funny little images that we found. There's a lot of fun putting it together. If you look closely, there's even images in the spaces where you think it's just background, but there's actually images over the whole thing. Wow. And then there's also these... this yeah, the insert was um, nice too. It was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. I almost like, like this collage better. You see, there's like, if you look closely, there's like a huge planet and a gigantic plane. And yeah. A couple just like chilling. <laughs> it's really yeah. surreal. That's awesome. It it looks just like a like a painting, like a surreal kind of pop painting, but it's collage. Yeah, I just feel like that kind of matched the music really well. Because it's definitely like a throwback album. A lot of 60s inspiration, but it's very fun too. There's a lot going on and it's like an enjoyable listen. Yeah, there's so much balance going on in the album packaging. I mean, the photo itself is so bold and vibrant and now and artful and then the graphic design and the collage and those those images from the inside but it all fits together so nicely it's like all very like evocative i feel of the sound and the songs and the style hazel that i feel like you've been going for or been in the vibe of since you started putting out records so i really yeah yeah i really uh really love it tell me a little bit about wake up and tell me also, I have to ask, capitalization on the U and the P and the exclamation mark. I always have to get that right, you know? <laughs> like, was that purposeful too? Tell me about that. I just thought it felt more appropriate to kind of like put the emphasis on that. Like, it's not just like, wake up. Like, I'm waking up in the morning. It's like, wake up. I wanted the people to, in their minds, see it and read it like that. But what's funny is that, like, you can't tell that from the cover because that's true on capitals. Right. Um, <laughs> you can only see that on digital i guess what was it about janelle's image that said to you like this is it this is bold this is sharp this is wake up this is how i'm feeling right now or how i want to be seen or was it just the image just grabbed you i think it's just a really striking image like in the colors especially i loved the colors yeah i think my instincts just was like this this one. Sometimes you just know, I feel like with my art in music, often it's like when you know, it's just, you just know like, oh, this is going to be a single or this is going to be the cover art or whatever. So try to go with my gut instinct. How does your gut play into songwriting? Like at what point does your gut tell you to stop writing, you know, tell you that like, this is a song we want to make onto the album, how much of gut is part of your creative process? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> were these songs quick? Did they come quick or were they, you know, did they take a lot of time? Because I know the first album that you produced with Jackson from Daywave, you were in the studio writing, like kind of under the clock. A lot of those songs were very quick. And that's also like just part of how Jackson works. 
which I really love that immediacy because you, it leaves no room for second guessing. With this album, I mean, it, it was a different process because I spent a year just writing and then I spent another year like recording the songs. So a lot of the songs still came out in a day or whatever. So still relatively quickly, but it took me a year to like write, you know, I wrote about 50 songs or so, and then I kind of like pared it down to, to 10. So that process was a bit longer, but I feel like generally I'm a bit impatient. So if the song takes more than like a day, I get kind of over it. <laughs> I just forget about it or leave it. I like to work relatively quickly. Was the pairing down from 50 to what are there? Are there 10 songs on the new album? Mm -hmm. Was that pairing down something you did on your own or you brought to the band or you brought to producers and helped kind of shape down? I mean, I definitely made my choice, but I still like shared the songs with my manager and my team and stuff to get their thoughts. But yeah, I, I know with this stuff, it's not usually a question. It's kind of like, these are the best songs because I want to listen to them over and over. But I always appreciate feedback from my team and stuff. And, you know, of course, I share with Dave, too. He gets to hear everything. So it's helpful to have people to, you know, give me that feedback. But, yeah, I, I definitely just trust my instinct 100%. And does the music come first or the, or the lyrics? Or you just you just sit down, you write on a guitar as you as you sing? Usually the melody always comes first. I've found that sometimes when I try and do it the other way around, it just doesn't work as well. I prioritize melodies so that I'll fit the lyrics in with the melody. I think I really find it important to have the rhythm work well so that it's like it fits with the song so that it's not like, oh, these lyrics, there's too many lyrics. I think when I first started songwriting, I tried to be too poetic. And I'd write lyrics that had too complicated words. You have to be brief with lyrics. You can't be as expressive as you would in a poem. A lot of words don't sing well. Yeah. And your, your training and the schooling you did in creative writing, is that process helpful for music? Or do you actually have to fight against some of those urges because of kind of the constraints of serving the song as you were, you were just talking about? That's an interesting question because I think sometimes it is about like just being more simple and when you're a writer you you want to be expressive and but I think for me the hardest thing is like saying something in fewer words that's always been the challenge for me because I think I tend to do long form writing like I can get an idea out throughout a novel or something but with lyrics it's definitely like brevity is the most important thing it's funny it's like you think that simplifying would be the easiest thing but i find it the opposite it's actually like harder to get an idea across in few words i wanted to ask what it was like working with two different producers on this record so if i have the names right justin raisin and ben allen yeah the album to me sounds so whole and i know so many artists especially pop artists, right? They may have a different producer or like multiple producers on track. So I feel like I wouldn't ask this question to maybe like a top 40 artists, but there's something about your music that feels so stylistically whole. 
all the songs fit together so well. And I feel like there's such an evolution from the first set of EPs. What was it like working with two different producers? And as the listener over here, how do you think you were able to kind of unify the sound across different creative teams? I'm glad it sounds cohesive to you because that was something I was like a little bit concerned about. But at the same time, it was just really interesting working with two different producers on a record, you know, because you just get to shift completely and essentially record an album two different ways because they did have pretty different styles. And when I recorded five of the songs with Ben, I flew to Atlanta to do that. So that was a whole unique experience for me because I was getting to know Atlanta for the first time and getting to explore different neighborhoods. So that was really fun and experiencing like recording in a place that I wasn't familiar with, didn't know anybody. That was really interesting for me and very like focused because I knew I was there to record and that was it. I, I had two weeks. It was very productive. I felt very focused. Didn't have social things to distract me. But yeah, just getting to work with two very talented producers who I admire a lot and they both have their own style. That was really cool. And I have to give them credit for making it sound cohesive. Obviously, part of it is the fact that like I was telling them what I wanted, what kind of vibes I wanted, but they did such a great job of executing it in a way that I felt like reflected me. And I think it's always a collaboration, you know, but I give a lot of credit for being able to make it sound cohesive because it's not easy. Yeah. And did you set up to record six songs with, was it with Ben and then four songs with Justin or did everyone record all the songs and then it was kind of like a battle for your ear of what you liked better or anything? No, I don't think I could have dealt with that, but (laughs) I recorded the first five songs with Justin and then I flew to Atlanta and recorded the other five with Ben. So it was like a very even split. That's awesome. And how would you describe the musical evolution between the first two EPs and this first full-length album. I mean, I hear a lot more brightness in the sound, like a lot of the kind of haze and shimmery of the EPs taken away, and your voice is more front and center. All of the instrumentation, I feel, is like very clear and together. For me, the songs all feel like they're one, they're coming from you as an artist. They feel very singular like at the core of your music i think are these just beautiful pop songs and the choices you make in kind of presentation i'm trying to read into just the cues of your journey as a musician and creative person so the the song core is always there how did you approach kind of the presentation aspect of it on this first full-length album i definitely wanted to expand with this album in terms of like instrumentation having more of like a live setup so we had session players which was really fun getting into different sounds that i hadn't used on the first record like organ and mellotron and more like things that come to mind when you think of 60s music that was really fun and just experimenting with that yeah i did want to kind of bring the vocals to a bit more of like the forefront i just thought you know, it would be a nice progression to do that. And I'm always just experimenting and trying new things. And we definitely wanted it to be a little more hi-fi than the EPs. 
but at the same time trying not to lose like the vibe i still wanted that kind of reverb drenched sound so it's a balance i guess but i like both ways you know i still love the lo-fi thing as well so i'm not sure what direction i'll go next (laughs) yeah yeah i like keeping the options open i mean the the songs are there i feel like so many artists if the song is there whatever shape and form i always think of wilco and when they were making yankee foxtrot hotel like then that documentary i love like they talk about like it's their song like it's their choice they can build it up they can break it down they can do whatever they want with it i feel like artists who have those songs whatever journey you want to take the listener on in terms of like presentation is exciting and interesting because that core is always going to connect. It's going to resonate. I definitely am very focused on making sure the songs are good, good enough. And then figuring out like the production, you know, production's really important, but it cannot carry the whole song. In my opinion, you have to be able to play it on an acoustic guitar and have it be just as engaging I'm very songwriter-focused, I guess. And Dave, you said this was your biggest album design, album package project. How was Hazel as a, a client? <laughs> what was that uh, process like? Like, was it easy because the relationship's there? Was it challenging for you? Like, creatively, how was, how was this project? How did it go? Creatively, I had pretty much free reign. I think for the back cover, was something I designed on my own, just for fun, just kind of like messing around. And... Hazel really liked it, and she thought this would be perfect on the album. It wouldn't be the front cover, but it kind of was perfect as a rear cover. And then for the insert, it was kind of just like, yeah, here are these images, make a collage out of them. There was a lot of like, you know, editing for the lyrics and like the credits. So there's a lot of like back and forth and like, oh, can we change this to like be capitalized? But the actual creative process was great. That's awesome. What about the vinyl? What about the actual record? Because I, I don't know if I saw the record everyone got or just the um limited edition but i've seen the red and white too which is gorgeous yeah that one that's r- rough trade yeah it's right? a rough trade version. yeah the rough trade one i think came out the coolest it had like the red kind of streak in the middle we had a few options to choose from and we kind of went with the colors that matched with the overall layout best but the rough trade one was kind of a surprise we didn't know it was going to look that cool i mean i knew like they wanted a limited edition one so they were like what do you want for this different version and i didn't know exactly how it was going to turn out but i saw that you could do multiple colors it's called like spatted or something okay it's funny because you can see a mock-up online but you still never really know what it's going to look like yeah. until you get it each one also like looks different yeah the next. they're all kind of unique i'm sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. I was curious how the themes behind Hazel's album Wake Up came together, how the world as it is now influenced her thinking going into the recording process, and more about her personal experiences with isolation and disconnection 
in a world that is spinning faster and faster and moving more digital. Let's get back into the discussion with Hazel English about the meaning behind the phrase and call to action, wake up. The sentiment, wake up, it's about both. Like, it's both a mantra to myself, but it is also about addressing all of the problems in our society and kind of like waking up, which I think we are starting to do, um, which is great um, because that's how change manifests. You first have to wake up to what's going on and then start that process of changing things. So it was definitely like equal parts because I, I was thinking a lot about the problems in our society and how they're affecting me, but also how they're affecting us together as a community, as a widespread thing. You kind of can't separate that, you know? I think especially at these times, there's such a personal connection to everything that's that's happening in one way, shape, or, or other. I feel like there's no global issue that isn't personal anymore or affecting our daily lives. As I was experiencing things like feeling disengaged from my life and from the world around me, I thought like, oh, I'm sure a lot of other people are starting to feel this way. We're always on our phones or some other screen and it's having like such an effect on our well-being. I think what's common for me is usually common for other people. You know, when, when I write a song, I'm writing about my experiences, but I think people relate because we're all human and we all kind of go through similar emotions. So even if I'm writing about something very particular to my own life, I think a lot of people are able to find their own way of relating. Yeah, I think especially in the way that you write, there are specifics in there, but a lot of them are, they can hit people's like nostalgia buttons or memory buttons, right? They're written in a universal way enough that people can kind of fill in their own blanks and relate it back, which I think is the best pop music has those kinds of qualities, which is awesome. I'm curious, you know, I'm in San Francisco and we met originally in the Bay. How much of the move from the Bay Area in Oakland to LA played into those personal feelings that you were going through and challenges? And it's not a competition, but how does LA compare to uh, Bay Area life? I think it definitely played into my songwriting a lot because I just moved to LA when I started writing the album. So a lot of my first experiences here, I'm sure they informed some of the songs and the way I see things here. You know, it's different. LA and San Francisco, like they're very different places, even though they're not that far away from each other. I really love both cities, but I think LA took me a lot longer to kind of feel grounded. It's a harder city because everyone here is like trying to make it. So you don't have a whole lot of help. <laughs> I would say that like the Bay Area had a real strong sense of like welcoming. Like I felt like as soon as I was there, I was like instantly I felt at home. I think LA, it takes you like a little while to figure out your place here. But once you do, it's great. And, you know, a lot of people say it takes a few years to like get settled. And I would agree with that. But I do find it very rewarding once you kind of stick it out. It's definitely like a nice lifestyle. It's always sunny. It feels laid back. And there is a community to be found here. You just have to kind of make it yourself. 
No, it sounds great. You know, San Francisco summer, the clouds have rolled in. The coolness is here. Though I did go to Oakland over the weekend for a hike and it was sunny and warm and that's really close. I just wanted to mention, we actually recently watched that show Deads. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah, I watched that. It's based in San Francisco and we got really nostalgic. Yeah. You know, it's like a dystopia feature. But... <laughs> yeah. If you're watching Devs and you got nostalgic for the Bay Area, you know you're like really missing it here because <laughs> <laughs> it's like so dark. No, just yeah. the scenery and the buildings and everything. Yeah. And so what's next for you, Dave? Like, are you interested in doing more album designs? Are you playing on other records? I don't know how recently, but you released a single. I really enjoyed that, by the way. It sounds great. Do you see dabbling across everything as you continue? Yeah, basically. I've been working on a lot of my own music during these times. Kind of been collaborating with the drummer we've been on tour with, Liam. He lives in Idaho, actually. It's funny, like before this whole thing happened, we were already kind of working remotely with each other. Yeah. We just kept doing it, which is nice. He's really great on like percussion and kind of Latin-inspired beat making. So it's fun to like bounce ideas off of him. So I have a lot of stuff I've been working on. I'm actually like thinking about doing my own illustration work for my own release. Awesome. So I've only put out singles, but I do want to put out like an EP or an album soon. So it'll be fun to start thinking about art for myself. Like whenever I do it for myself, it's just for fun, not for like a product. So it's kind of like looking into what I can do for my own musical project. That's awesome. Yeah, I've talked to some artists who are also musicians who are working on their own band stuff, and it's the most personal yeah. thing, the closest you can you can get to it. So I think that's really interesting. And I loved your illustration. It's awesome. So I'd love to see that on packaging. It's very graphic, very bold. It's really yeah, fun. Yeah, a lot of influence from like old 60s, like sci-fi, psychedelic kind of stuff. Yeah. We have a bunch of like old Philip K. Dick books. Oh, yeah. Like the paperback ones. They have really right. cool illustrations. So we kind of have them like set up on the wall. So seeing that every day is like kind of informed me for like the kind of vibe for this illustration. Hazel, what is it about the 60s, the sense of the 60s that you feel so connected to in your music and just in your style? I think I've heard you talk about just all the change that happened there, the community, Obviously, so much was happening in music that was beautiful and moving people and really inventive. How much of that is just somehow channeling within you? And, and why do you think that is? I feel like artists were experimental in the 60s in a way that I just haven't seen in recent times. I think people are afraid now to try new things because, like, the algorithm favors sameness i could be wrong but just the kind of music i have been finding that is more new it doesn't spark as much as stuff from the 60s because back in the 60s i, I just feel like they were going through such a new phase and they, it was just like open to whatever i think that people were just trying things and they weren't as concerned about if it would sell or hit Right. And you just have all these like quirky songs and idiosyncrasies within different bands. They have their own style, like a band like the Zombies. When you hear them, you just know, like, you're like, oh, yeah, it's the Zombies because they just have that specific thing about them. I think I just am drawn to that sense of freedom and playfulness. For me, it's really important to be playful with music and not afraid to try new things and just 
experiment and see where something goes. Because, you know, I'm not making music for playlists. <laughs> that's never been my goal. I love, like, if I get into a playlist, that's amazing. But it's never my goal. And I worry that some people are just making music for the background or just for that type of listening that is favored by the algorithm. So I think that's why I'm just, I keep being drawn back to 60s music because it feels fresh every time. So interesting to think about the way artists have to conceive and, you know, share music these days and those considerations. Used to be like getting picked up by radio. Now it's playlists or you like this, you're going to like that. Yeah. And it's interesting to me because you'd think that like nowadays you could have way more freedom because there are more ways to make it and to be heard. You know, back in the 60s, it's like you had to get on the radio and chat. And if not, you were over kind of thing. So I find it kind of interesting that they were still able to explore so much territory, even with that pressure of like, you have to get a number one or you have to right. chat. I don't ever think about that when I'm writing a song. Like, yeah. Because if I, if I was thinking about that, I think the pressure would really get to me. And what's it been like to release the record and then kind of have all of these changes in the world take touring off the table? I know you all have done some live stream performances from home, I'm assuming, or maybe from some location. How has that been? Obviously, you work so hard, you release the record, the world starts changing. You can still do press and interviews and things like this remotely. But how does this compare to what you'd kind of envision i'm guessing you maybe would have been on tour right now yeah i think we would have just finished tour do you go i i know some artists are like today i would have been in this city but you know <laughs> oh, <that's depressing>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i think some people message me like oh today like we would have seen you play in san francisco and i'm like oh man it's definitely strange to not tour an album it's kind of like you just put it out and then that's it and then you're like oh okay you're kind of just like okay what's the next thing now but you know i'm just really glad to be able to have put it out even if it's like different and we're not able to tour right now i'm still really thankful that people are able to sit with the record and i hope it like brings some comfort right now and like i worked on this album for two years so there was no way I was going to delay it any longer. I was just like, I need to put this out. <laughs> but I'm glad it's out. And it's great that we have the internet to be able to still do things like this. So I'm thankful for that. That's great. Hazel and Dave, thank you so much for joining the show. This was so fun. Yeah, yeah. thanks, bro. It was really nice chatting with you. Thanks so much for listening. I really enjoyed that conversation with Hazel and David. Thanks so much to you both for joining the show. I'm such a fan of Hazel's music and her visual aesthetic. Since she started out, the look of her work has added so much to her already incredible songs. And David's designs for Wake Up bring the music to life in such an artful way. If you haven't heard Hazel's music, be sure to stream it, download it, or grab a copy of that vinyl wherever you get your music. In this episode, I really took away that idea of staying true to yourself, listening to your internal voice, and following your own creative North Star. That's what Hazel does with her music and her records. There's an instinctual reaction she has to her tunes when it just feels right. I think the trick is to continuously be creating, stacking up that portfolio of whatever you're working on so you can find that flow and pull out those gems. 
I'm so thankful for Hazel's music and can't wait to hear what's next. I hope you'll subscribe and share this podcast with a friend too. If you like what you heard, please post a review or give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. It would mean so much. Making Ways is created, hosted, and illustrated by me, Rob Goodman. If you've got a music and art project you'd like to work together on, I'd love to connect with you. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at the Rob Goodman. And you can follow the show on Instagram at making.ways or visit us online at makingwayspodcast.com. You can suggest guests or topics for upcoming shows there. Be well and see you soon. Thanks so much for listening.